Hello, and welcome to Plugged In with Energy Star, EPA's consumer electronics podcast. I'm Brittany Gordon-Williams, and on behalf of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, I invite you to join us as we discuss the latest in consumer electronics with some of the leaders in the field. The consumer electronics sector is known for pushing the technology envelope. Whether it's smartphones, tablets, or TVs, manufacturers are making electronics quicker, brighter, and more connected than ever. As a result, consumers are upgrading their electronics at an ever faster pace, with more and more devices added to the average American home. All of this activity takes a toll on our energy bills and the climate. Today, we'll be discussing the latest trends and innovations in consumer electronics and talking about how you can make the most energy-efficient purchase. Our guests today include Una Song, Program Manager, Energy Star Consumer Electronics Marketing, Verena Radulovich, Energy Star Product Manager for Consumer Electronics, Samantha Nevels, Coordinator of Environmental Policy Communications for the Consumer Electronics Association, CEA, and Rob Pegoraro, Technology Expert and USA Today Contributor. Let's start off by taking a look at how the average American family uses electronics. According to the Consumer Electronics Association, the average American household has three televisions, two DVD players or recorders, at least one digital camera, one desktop computer, and two cell phones, in addition to other electronics products. In total, the average American household has 24 consumer electronics products. Clearly, there are a lot of electronic devices being used these days, and every year something new hits the scene and drives consumers to the stores. So let's get this conversation started. What are the hottest and newest items in consumer electronics right now? Una, let's start with you. Okay, sure, Brittany. For me, you know, the product I'm most excited about is soundbars. From all the reports I read, sales for this product are surging. Uh, Soundbars are these long, slender speakers that are designed to fit nicely um, with your flat-screen TV. Uh, Some have subwoofers and are capable of producing surround sound. People like that they're easy to install and don't take up a lot of space. Uh, They're great for using in your bedroom or den where you might not have as much room for a full home theater setup. Okay. Uh, Samantha, how about you? Sure. Well, in the consumer electronics sales and forecasts that came out this past July, CA found that the top five consumer electronics being purchased right now are smartphones, tablets, mobile PCs, LCD TVs, and digital cameras, and in that order. So it seems that for the most part, the on-the-go devices are what's leaving the market. Verena, what are you seeing? Well, I'm going to start with what I think are the hottest products. Earlier this year, we saw the Ultra HD TVs come out. And I think it'll be really interesting to see to what extent there will be new content developed for these TVs, very much like we saw HD content developed for the current TVs many years ago. Also, um, some of you may have heard of the new OLED TVs that have been coming out. Um, Now, OLED stands for Organic Light-Emitting Diodes. And many of you may not realize, but OLEDs are uh, found in mobile phones and much smaller devices. And this year, uh, we have seen the emergence of uh, one product that made it to the marketplace recently in a 55-inch curved television, which is Energy Star qualified. It's an LG TV. And what we've seen in the last couple of years is a real just... Uh, transition in technology. So we'll see if these two kinds of uh, products and technologies really take off. Exciting stuff. How about you, Rob? What I'm interested in is this whole category of what you can call web media receivers, things like the Apple TV, the Roku, or the Google Chromecast. Cheap, under $100 devices that you plug into your TV and in turn plug the TV into all these 
sources of internet video and audio, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu Plus, Pandora, and so on. They're, uh, they're a cheap way to make your TV a lot more useful. In some cases, they can you know, free you from having to pay for TV service, cable or satellite, on a second TV, a third TV, or maybe every TV in your house. Well, let's take a look at the state of energy efficiency when it comes to these products. Consumer electronics are responsible for 15% of household electricity use. With so many of these products in our homes, how are they becoming more energy efficient? Uh, Can we start with you, Verena? Sure. Oh, this is an exciting story. We've seen big changes in televisions. For example, a couple of years ago, we saw TVs consume about as much energy as a refrigerator. And now, large 50- or 60-inch televisions consume about as much as a light bulb. That's really incredible. We've seen this in the case of Blu-ray players. Uh, For example, a couple years ago, they would consume an average of about 15 watts. And now they're down to about 10 watts, and we've seen some that come down even to 4 watts. Another area where we're looking for energy efficiency and energy savings is game consoles. Um, The Energy Star program challenged the game console industry earlier this year to rise to the occasion to reduce the power consumption when the game consoles are not in use. So that's when you're not actively gaming, when you're in media mode, or when they're just simply not being used. You're walking out of the room and they're not, they're not on. Um, and so we'll, we'll see what happens with these new models that are going to be coming out this fall. Very cool. Samantha, how about you? Sure. Another product that's really making strides in energy efficiency is set-top boxes. Late last year, the industry signed a voluntary agreement to make these devices even more efficient than they already are. And over the next few years, this agreement will save U.S. consumers over $1.5 billion in energy savings. Rob, do you have anything for this one? So the gotcha with there is... You know, remember, set-top boxes, you generally don't get to buy those on your own. Your cable or your satellite provider picks them for you. And if you have an older one, I'd like to think they'll tell you, hey, take this in. We'll give you a new one that'll be a lot more efficient. Maybe there's some new features. You might want to call them if yours has been collecting dust for a little while and see if they don't have something more efficient in stock to replace yours with. Thank you, Rob. Well, you guys, tell me, what are some of the market shifts that we're seeing right now? How are energy-efficient products being received? Samantha? Well, a study done in 2011 by CEA found that energy usage was the third highest decision factor when purchasing behind price and usefulness. It also found that 64% of folks look for energy-efficient electronics when shopping. Yeah, and our data supports uh, your findings. We're finding that people are looking for energy-efficient electronics and our partners are responding. Manufacturers are certifying products. Retailers are putting them on their shelves. Um, Take TVs for an example. Whenever we develop a new specification, our manufacturer partners really make a concerted effort to certify a large number of models. And typically within a year, our market share for Energy Star certified um, TVs is over 80%. The partners are not going to develop energy efficient uh, TVs unless there's some kind of demand for it. We also have seen our manufacturers step up to the soundbar challenge. You know, as I just said, soundbars uh, sales are surging, and um, we're finding that our manufacturers are also certifying a large number of products, enough so that over 50% of the models sold last year had earned the Energy Star. Um, Another product category, you know, as Rob said earlier, with set-top boxes, um, consumers typically don't have a choice. But the good news story is that we have um, service providers who are partners with Energy Star and in support of the voluntary agreement, um, they are looking to make more and more of their purchases or, you know, boxes that they install 
in their consumers' homes um, more energy efficient. So, you know, a lot of good news stories. All right. Well, let's talk about the American consumer. Tell us, how has the American consumer's buying habits changed? Uh, Rob, let's start with you. Well, originally, this was something nobody thought about. You know, you, you didn't have any kind of indication over how much electricity something used. And once you took it home, you had no way of knowing. And this was really brought home to me maybe 10 years or so when I took a kilowatt power meter, plugged this, what was then a reasonably nice 25-inch CRT into it, and discovered that all the years I'd owned this thing, every single second it was turned off but plugged in, it was drawing seven watts of power. So who knew? <laughs> that was this gift I'd been making to one electric company or another all along. Samantha, what have you guys been seeing at CEA? Sure. Well, it's not just what electronics folks are buying. It's what they're doing when they're purchasing. Uh, recently, we found that 18% of those in-store shopping for electronics use their mobile device to look at ratings at certain products, and 15% actually compare prices of the product they're looking at on their mobile phone. Overall, we found that 22% of shoppers said that they use their phones for shopping while in the store, not just when they're searching at home. We also found when people are researching what electronic they want to buy, about two-thirds of adults use standard websites to conduct their research, while 23% say they use a mobile site off of their mobile device. And something that's interesting, we did a study of millennials recently, and, you know, a big trend right now is promoting products on Facebook. Uh, We found that only 6% of millennials go to Facebook pages when they're researching what product to buy. That is very interesting, Samantha. Una? Well, yeah, you know, using your mobile phone while shopping, you know, something that I can totally relate to. So whenever my husband and I, and it's not just about consumer electronics, but, you know, we go into a store and, you know, I'm looking at something that we're interested in buying and I'm asking him to, you know, look it up to verify the features. This is the one that we had researched on the web before we went into the store. And he always says, oh, yes, but, you know, it's cheaper here. And so he would prefer to buy it online, like go home and buy it online. But I'm in the store. If it's not significantly cheaper, I'm like, we're getting it now. So have you actually made the purchase from your phone in another retailer? Have we made the purchase? We have not done that yet, but... It might be bad form. I don't know. Yeah, we might go out into the hallway. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, let's talk about the way that consumers have changed the way they use technology. And how does that affect their energy usage? Uh, Verena, let's start with you. Brittany, I think the way to think of it is um, how consumers use technology is really based in part on how the products are made to begin with. For example, I know we talked earlier about televisions, and Rob, you'd mentioned you know Roku and, and a lot of the streaming, um, Apple TV. We see a lot of televisions uh, sold today with Wi-Fi um, connectivity enabled. And we're looking at what does that do for energy consumption? And we're finding that in the when the consumer is just using it in what we call on mode, when the TV is just on and you're watching it, it doesn't really have a big impact on energy consumption. But But when the TV is in standby or when it's, um, you know, maybe downloading some content when you're asleep, the energy consumption, it varies. In some models, it's very minimal. And in some models, it's really high. And so right now in Energy Star, we're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and, uh, and looking to better understand why. But overall, it's a really encouraging story. Um, in the case of what listeners have been hearing about being set-top boxes, which are cable and satellite boxes, um, we see uh, some variability in how those are deployed. 
Um, in some cases, they are almost like a thin client um, where you have multiple smaller boxes in different rooms that consume less energy. In one instance, we've actually seen the integration of the set-top box into the TV itself, and I'm talking about the Samsung and Direct TV partnership, um, where for your secondary set-top boxes, you eliminate the need for them to begin with. Um, and then finally, you know, one thing I think is really interesting for the multi-purpose gaming consoles, you know, overall, these products consume a lot more energy when they're in the non-gaming modes than products that can provide a similar function. So, for example, when you're playing a regular DVD or you're streaming music from your game console's media mode, it can actually consume about six to ten times as much energy than if you used your uh, your Energy Star qualified Blu-ray player or your even your DVD player. So I think it's really important for consumers to know the energy consumption of their products so they can use them in a way that uses um, the least amount of energy. And one way they can do that is when you go to the Energy Star website and you're looking for different products, we have a product finder that actually lists what the energy consumption is. And that really helps consumers be more informed. So when you're looking online before you're going shopping, that's really a feature you can look for. Yeah, and, you know, as Verena said, with so many products designed to be connected and to make streaming content from the web or, you know, or the sources easier, consumers are moving beyond TVs uh, as the only medium for watching their shows. Um, you know, and as a result, you know, as as Verena said, you see a full spectrum of energy use in these instances. So, on the one hand, I have friends that, you know, don't even have TVs or set-top boxes. You know, as Rob had alluded to, they just watch their favorite shows by streaming through Vudu, Hulu, Netflix, or, you know, some other service on their computer. They're probably using the least amount of energy uh, to consume content. And then on the other hand, I was recently at a party where my friend had a large screen TV, uh, an Apple box, a game console, you know, um, a home theater system, and uh, streaming uh, Pandora through their Blu-ray player. So when before you used to just maybe have your receiver on and your speakers on, now you've got everything going when you're just listening to music. So, you know, as Verena said, consumers as accessing uh, content gets easier and easier on so many different devices, you really need to be thoughtful about how you're consuming this content. Well, that was great information, Una. Let's, let's, let's wrap this up. This was, this was a great conversation today. But can you guys leave us with some tips for consumers who are looking to be more energy efficient while using the latest electronics? Verena, let's start with you. Well, I've got two tips for consumers when it comes to televisions. And the first one is obviously to look for the Energy Star. But within Energy Star, in the televisions category, we have something called Energy Star Most Efficient. And that is the best of the best, the you know the top of the class of televisions. And those are the ones that are really consuming the least amount of energy. You can find those on our website, and you can also look for them in stores. The second thing is to look for a feature called automatic brightness control. And many TVs today, uh, most of them that are Energy Star qualified, but many TVs today come with this feature automatically enabled. And what that does is the TV's uh, brightness level, the screen brightness, adjusts to the brightness in the room for an optimal viewing experience. And that feature also saves energy. So look for it, and that's uh, the feature that you should you should know that it should be saving you energy as, you, as it's enabled. Great stuff, Verena. Samantha? Well, I recommend that consumers go to CEA's consumer website. It's called 
greenergadgets.org has some awesome tools. There's a consumer electronics calculator. What you do is you go in, you put in all the electronics you have in your home, how long they're on every day, and then it computes how much you pay a month and how much you pay a year to power your consumer electronics. It also provides a lot of tips on how to save energy. We have some videos. And then another important thing is when you're done with an electronic, make sure you recycle it. GreenerGadgets.org has a zip code locator where you put in your zip code and it will tell you where all the closest drop-off locations are so you can responsibly recycle your old electronics. Good advice. And let's finish off with Una Song from EPA. All right. Well, thanks. So my advice is when purchasing electronics, um, either for yourself or during this upcoming holiday season um, as a gift, look for the Energy Star. That way you can be sure that the product you're buying yourself or your loved one uses uh, energy most efficiently. Great answer. Thank you. Thank you to all of our guests. This was an exciting and informative discussion that helped illustrate how much energy everyday products use and how American consumers can learn how to lower their usage while navigating the constantly changing world of electronics. Just think, if every TV, DVD, and home theater system purchased in the U.S. this year were Energy Star certified, we would save more than $160 million annually and prevent more than 2.2 billion pounds of greenhouse gas emissions each year, which is equivalent to the annual emissions of more than 209,000 cars. If you'd like more information about Energy Star certified consumer electronics, head to the website at energystar.gov. There you'll find the latest energy efficiency information along with tools and other resources to help you save energy and money while protecting the climate. There's also a great new product finder that Verena talked about that can help you quickly and easily find the right Energy Star products for your needs. And if you're out shopping, you can access this helpful tool on your smartphone. Thank you all for joining us.